0: Every year I know we gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show sure with no mercy cut and
1: no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane here as always with the Wags. Um Wags Packers drop to seven and two on the season, losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yesterday we're recording this on Monday. Disappointing in some respects, really encouraging in other respects. What's, what's, what's your top line, Wags? How are you feeling on this Monday? I'm fine.
0: Uh, you know, how can you not be at least just looking at the optimistic side, somewhat encouraged by that defensive performance? And we'll dive into that in more detail. But I think grand scheme of things, if you told me before the season that we would after week nine, be 7-2, and two. I would take yeah. that every day of the week. Kansas City, struggles or not, they're still, you know, a good team. I think they're going to be in the thick of things at the end. I would be pretty surprised if they don't turn things around uh, offensively as well. So they've got weapons, and I thought the Packers, you know, they didn't have their best game, but they had an opportunity to, in the fourth quarter, they, they could have gone on and stolen a win. So I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it. Uh, but Dane, I, I don't know how you're feeling or what your, your overall takeaway was. Um, and we got Matthew Goplin joining here. What's up, Matt? Thanks for joining, man. Um, so, uh, Dane, any, uh, overall thoughts from you as we, uh, dive into this tonight?
1: Yeah. It's all good. Um, honestly, it's all good. It, it wasn't ideal, uh, but the defense played. Fantastic football, top top level football, and this is a season where everybody seems to be saying the Packers are all in. If they're all in, then you know we're going to be okay. Aaron Rodgers, expect him to be back shortly. Not sure if he'll be back for Seattle or not on Sunday, but the Packers have given themselves some breathing room. Seven and two, uh, Vikings lost again yesterday in their division. Bears are playing right now, so we'll see where they're at. But they've given themselves enough of a cushion that, yeah, you might drop a game here or there. What I'm more encouraged by is with Aaron Rodgers, even with all the special teams miscues, I think the Packers kind of dominate the Chiefs. Uh, Yesterday, the Chiefs, uh, this Patrick Mahomes-led offense, had the worst offensive output they've ever had in the Patrick Mahomes era against this Packers defense. So there's good things to take out of this. And this is a Packers defense wags without Kenny Clark for, for the second half. Of course, without Zedaria Smith, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, a last second scratch after hurting his knee in, in warmups. Um, and, and the list goes on. So I thought an incredibly inspired performance by the defense. Um, more to be desired by the offense and the special teams was a bit of an ass show. We got to clean that up entirely, but there's good to take. There's bad to take, but I'm definitely not losing sleep over this loss on Sunday.
0: Yeah. And so folks that are joining in and watching here tonight, go ahead and share your thoughts in the comments. If you have any thoughts on the game last night, what your takeaways were, uh, how you're feeling about the Packers at this point in the season, uh, headed into week 10 here uh, after falling to Chiefs on Sunday to go to seven and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dane, I think it definitely has to start with the defense. So let's dive into that a little bit. Uh, it was interesting. Eric Stokes, you have to wonder uh, if he was the guy that was going to be tasked with covering primarily Ty- Tyreek Hill because Razul Douglas was the next man in and it seemed like mm-hmm. he was lined up on Hill more often than not. So I'm, I, I don't, I don't know exactly why I'm starting there, but just thinking big picture here headed into the week, we thought that would be a, a big key. Um, so that was one of the things that, uh, I thought, uh, worked out pretty well. Razul Douglas mm-hmm. played another really strong game overall. Um, I thought, um, uh, Darnell Savage was terrific. He had uh, several pass breakups on some of the deeper passes that Mahomes tried to take over the top and over the middle. Uh, So he uh, uh, played a really, really strong game. And then Chris Barnes, uh, probably his finest game of the season, maybe the best game of his young career. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you get uh, Chris Barnes going the way Devondre Campbell's playing on inside linebacker, then a little bit of that's rubbing off on Chris Barnes. Uh, that's, uh, gonna be a really good sign of things for this defense moving forward. So, um, I, I think that that's, that's where you have to start. Now, let's talk a little bit about the defensive line. That's a little bit of a concern. Thankfully, it sounds like Coach LaFleur said today, both Stokes and Kenny Clark doesn't sound like those are long-term concerns as far as injuries. Uh, so that's the good sure. news. But, um, I, I, I thought those guys, they, they, they lived up to the next man up mantra, but mm-hmm. Dane, any, any thoughts on defensive line last night and maybe moving forward, just in terms of the injuries that are starting to rack up a little bit. Dean Lowry was also on a pitch count. Didn't really, I don't know if they played at all in the second half. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's got to be a little bit of a concern. They banded it together. Tyler Lancaster went down at one point in the second half. So they banded things together, but, um, uh, you know, maybe first starting with. The performance last night, and then if you have any overall thoughts on, on on what we're going to be doing here moving forward with the defensive line.
1: Yeah, I mean it's frustrating a little bit because you know I think that if we hit a couple field goals the way we should have, uh, all of a sudden we might be talking about a dominating performance by the defense, and holy crap, the Packers are eight and one. They just take care of business again. You know it really was that close. Um, So the defensive line, though, I thought played a pretty dominating performance, particularly without Kenny Clark in there. They played really well. You mentioned Dean Lowry going down again. He'd been on a pitch count. Tyler Lancaster, I thought, played really strong football. He was a big reason Chris Barnes was able to create in a couple of those instances. I thought that Lancaster was really good at taking up blockers. Last night, Chris Barnes was in there thumping guys as well at the inside linebacker spot. Uh, it was really good to see Lanny be able to get back out there. But, Wags, by the end of the game, and we tweeted this out on our social media last night, end of the game, it was T.J. Slayton and it was Jack Heflin were, were the guys that were out there. T.J. Slayton, a fifth-round pick. Jack, undrafted guy out of Iowa. We love Jack. We really love T.J., but, you know, you don't necessarily expect to see two very young guys out there getting the number of snaps that they're getting. I mean, TJ Slayton getting right around 10 snaps, just under 10 snaps every other game. He, he took 45 snaps. He, he led the defensive line last night. So and, and I thought he played incredibly well, by the way. So um, the, the optimist in me goes, holy smokes, TJ Slayton. He always looked good in limited snaps. To give him longer run and for him to continue to perform the way that he did is really exciting to see. Now, I hope that he can continue to earn those snaps with Kenny Clark and with Dean Lowry, and mind you, Kingsley Kiki was out for the entire game. He was inactive yesterday, so hell of a performance by this defensive line, especially with some guys that hadn't been getting a ton of run up until this point in the year. I'm hopeful they continue to get those snaps, but we really are going to need Kenny Clark to get back and get back soon. These back injuries make me a little bit nervous. Um, they, they They can be a little bit finicky, at times so we need to make sure kenny's all right and uh, not clear if he'll play this coming sunday but overall wags to answer your question defensive line played a really strong game controlled the line of scrimmage um i thought largely outplayed the chiefs um every single series of this game
0: yeah the chiefs didn't really do much on the ground and didn't really do much at all uh, and that that started with the trenches so um it was good to see those guys step in and, and have a strong performance kingsley kiki of course in the concussion protocol so we'll see if he's cleared uh this week as well because we could be a little bit shorthanded handed going into seattle if those guys are unable to go uh but dane then you know going back kind of shifting backwards and frank uh lombardi here on the shaft says uh special teams didn't look good at all i think you're talking for or all of Packer fandom there, Frank. Uh, we'll get into that because uh, I have some thoughts, and Dane, I think you have some thoughts on yeah. special teams a little bit later. Uh so stay tuned for that. But uh inside linebacker, Chris Barnes, what what was it that you were seeing from Chris last night? I mean, first of all, it just aggressively filling the hole. Um, and, and that makes a big difference mm-hmm. in terms of Getting guys at the line of scrimmage or for a one or two yard gain versus tackling them five, six yards downfield. Uh, so, uh, was there something, you know, that you were noticing from Chris last night that was enabling him to maybe just have that little extra burst? You think maybe there's, uh, cause he's been a little up and down here in year two. Um, and I don't know if, if it's part of it is playing next to a guy like Devontair Campbell, the, the, um, the uh, uh, bar of excellence has been raised a little bit as far as our inside linebacker play. Uh, But uh, was there anything specific uh, that you were picking up on from Chris's play last night? Because he looked like he was shot out of cannon out there and uh, was really all over the field.
1: That's That's a good point, Wags. I'll tell you what, he just looked instinctual. He looked so fast. It looked like... He wasn't thinking as much. And sometimes in football, that's a really good thing. He seemed to just be playing downhill, but committing to the run and just smacking guys around. Um, Wags, he also looked like he felt really comfortable in the role that they were asking him to do. Uh, thought that he was able to shed blockers. He looked more elusive uh, when offensive linemen were trying to get to the second level. He was evading them. He he wasn't easily blocked last night. And, and you're right. I mean, he just ran downhill all game long, and it was just an instinctual... He looked like he had just better vision. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, But maybe not having the the dot on his helmet helps. He's not calling plays. You know, we've got Devondre Campbell, who's who's kind of running point there, allowing a young linebacker to be a young linebacker, just be instinctual and get after it. I'm not sure if that's part of it, but um, they asked him to do a job and he did that job incredibly well. I think Matt LaFleur in today's press conference said that's the best game Chris Barnes has played as a Green Bay Packer. Uh, I don't disagree with him. He just looked like a difference maker when they called upon him. Him. So I'm not sure if I have a great answer other than he looked like he was playing fluid football. He looked like the guy that we saw last season in glimpses. Uh, he looked like a guy that we saw in preseason last season as well. Just a guy who just gets out there and gets after it, finds the ball. It looked like he was seeing things clearly. And I expect more of that to come. I think that uh, Coach Barry is very good with inside linebackers. He's also very particular about what he wants. Make no mistake, Jalen Smith came in He wasn't giving Barry what he wanted. He was very clear. They decided to move on quickly. Chris Barnes, I think... I think they're figuring out with this new coaching staff, with this new defensive coordinator, where to best utilize some of these guys. We've seen some success from Oren Burks. Um, they're putting he, Oren, I think, in the best position he's been in, in his four-year NFL career. Now Chris Barnes in year two, they've been feeling it out. Now he's finally, I think, in a position that he's going to play the best football. And we saw the impact last night. Chris Barnes is a good football player. And when put in the good position, like he was, he could make an impact. For sure.
0: And then... Kind of looking at the secondary. I mentioned Darno Savage earlier was, uh, definitely, uh, with some, some, uh, uh, pass deflected. Uh, he was all over the field, but I just thought that secondary as a whole played really, really well. Mm-hmm. Kevin King, of course, first game back, uh, from injury and, um Rasul Douglas, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Shandon Sullivan, I thought had one of his best games of the season. Uh, so it, it, what did you see out there with those guys? Cause, uh, Dane, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, they, they were not giving the Chiefs a lot of opportunities, uh, to, to complete passes. And it seemed like they were right there with pretty much every pass. Now, there were a couple of, of lanes that they were able to get on a few plays that'll happen. Uh, but for the most part, they were right there just blanketing those guys in coverage. So, um, you know, was, uh, what, what was your takeaway from that last night? Because, we're still without, you know, uh, Jair and Eric Stoke goes out before the game. Uh, but, uh, they didn't miss a beat out there, did they?
1: No, they didn't. I mean, some might argue the Packers top two corners on the, especially the perimeter guys, the outside guys were not playing last night. Um, I mean, take your hat off to what Razul Douglas has been able to contribute to this team. It is not easy to play cornerback in this league. He just looks sticky. Uh, he's aggressive. He gets after these guys, really like what he was able to do. And then, yeah, Shannon Sullivan playing the best football, I think, consistent football that he's played for this Packers defense. Um, it seems like week in and week out, he's just playing within himself He's got a bit of a swagger about him. I just like how he carries himself out on the football field. And he was sticky. At times, Wags, he was sticking with, uh, with Hill down the field, and I was impressed by that, because Hill, I'll tell you what, if he's not the fastest guy in the NFL, he's in the top three, and I thought Shandon just just played step-by-step. Step. I The one play that really sticks out was, uh, I think it was Hardman on kind of that trick play, reverse end-around play, and Sullivan was having none of it, just broke down, played really sound football, wasn't a hero, didn't try to make a hero play, knew that his friends were all on the inside, wasn't going to let Hardman get on the outside, made a heck of a play, and I think that that was just, Um, encompassing of his day. And I think the DBs as a whole yesterday, they weren't playing hero ball. They were playing sound fundamental football. They were sticky. Uh, They were aggressive. They were grabbing Jersey, just like the chiefs were grabbing their jerseys. And uh, I thought that we saw benefit to all of that. Mahomes at times had a little bit of time. And I think that he just didn't have the open receivers downfield. And that's a credit to what these DBs were doing yesterday.
0: Yeah. what do you think of Kevin King? I mean, he, I, we would have liked to see him get that interception for sure no doubt about that but um
1: what overall uh what did you see from him last night if he plays at that level wags going forward we all got to be happy about what kevin king's doing he played really good football I, I i get some packer fans are just they're gonna hate on this guy no matter what for as long as he's a green bay packer i think you and i have both said we welcome Kevin King back from injury because I do think this defense can be better when he's out there. He, when he struggles with injury, sometimes there's some challenges there, but uh, I thought he played really good football again yesterday. And I'm curious your take on, on him as well, but I thought that he was pretty, pretty smothering overall. Um, you know, he, he gave a little bit of lead on one of the third downs that I was a little bit frustrated with, but I mean, it's the NFL. These guys are getting paid. The Chiefs are a high flying offense. Guy I mean, you're gonna give up some underneath stuff to this Chiefs offense. So overall, I thought Kevin played really well. Um what was your impression? Am I am I off base on that, or did you think he had a pretty good game too?
0: Yeah, I thought so. And it, the the third down you're referencing it was kind of surprising because he was actually Playing more press coverage last mm. night than I think I've ever seen him play in the la- and and may, at least in the last couple of years. Um, so he was allowing himself to trust that he wasn't going to get 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 beat on the uh, release uh, off the line of scrimmage, and uh, that makes a big difference because Kevin King, he's got long arms. He's got leverage. He's a big guy for a corner. He really is. So if he can trust himself and to be physical at the line of scrimmage, that's that's where he's going to win uh, a lot of these one-on-ones. If he's trying to uh chase guys, I don't care how far off the line of scrimmage he plays. That's not gonna be an advantage for him time, so um that that third down was one of the few times he really backed off, which was curious because of the situation um that said, uh I thought he played a pretty good game, and he showed I've been down on Kevin King just as much as any other Packer fan has um I'll admit it, but he showed that he could still contribute to this defense. I'm still not you know comfortable. I'm not gonna go and say that I'm comfortable with him, you know manning the outside. Uh, In the playoffs against, you know, a top flight wide receiver, um, you know, he can do the job, but I would prefer that he's contributing and not like a main guy being Mm -hmm. asked to cover. So, um, you know, they just need to know, put put him in a position where he's not covering someone that's going to be a mismatch for him from a speed and quickness standpoint. And if they do that, I think he can be fine. Um, so it was good to see him get back out there, and and hopefully he came out of that with with full health.
1: So and then um, Wags, I'll, I'll tell you what, I mean, I, you know, nothing works out perfectly in the NFL. But uh, if you were to tell me down the stretch run, we have J- some you know, somehow Jair Alexander gets to gets back, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas continuing to play at the level he's playing at, Shannon Sullivan, Kevin King. I'll put that five up against any DVs in the league. I mean, they're, that, they've been playing that well of football. They're deep if we can get everybody back. Big if. We don't know. We don't know what the future holds. But I really like what Goody's done. He's been aggressive to get guys. And Razul Douglas, I think in particular, has been a revelation. You normally don't find guys on another team's practice squad that all of a sudden can be starting football games and starting at the level that he's been playing at.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um Dan, what did you think of the pass rush? I thought... You know, Gary had a good game, Gary. got a sack and uh three quarterback pressures. Uh, so he continues to play at a high level. Um as you said, I thought Mahomes had time to throw. Uh, do you think part of it was by design not wanting to get out of their lanes? Um after we got burned by that a little bit against Washington a couple weeks ago. Um, so I don't know if that was partially um by design, but um they were okay in terms of the pressure they got on Mahomes, but um, uh, thankfully it wasn't anything that came back to haunt us that he was able to stay back there and just, just uh, pick us apart. So, um, but did you have any, any overall thoughts on the, the outside linebackers and, um, their performance last night?
1: I'll tell you what, legs. um, Rashawn Gary is becoming one of those guys where every week he's making, you know, he's pressuring the quarterback. Some guys in this league, a pressure, or two every couple games is a really is a pretty solid game for them. Rashawn Gary, every single week seems to have two, three, four, sometimes five pressures. He's getting a sack. He really is becoming that guy that the Packers wanted him to be when he got drafted. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, you mentioned that, you know, another three pressures in that sack. That is no small feat. It's almost like, oh, yeah, Rashawn had a sack in his couple rushes. No big deal. Like, and it's very exciting to say that. So can't say enough about that for Rashawn Gary. Um, the rest of the, the pass rush, though, wasn't quite there the way we'd wanted it to be. I think, um, you know, um, Whitney Merciless didn't quite have the game. I think he would probably prefer to have, um, Preston Smith as well. Jonathan Garvin. I mean, it seemed like, it seemed like Gary played an awful lot of snaps yesterday, as did Preston Smith. I think you're right. Um, they, they definitely wanted to take away. I think Mahomes kind of his scrambling ability. I think some of that was by design. And I and and it's really hard for me to criticize this this Packers um this Packers defensive play calling or the pass rush when you hold the Chiefs to thirteen points and especially when they had a short field. So I have a really hard time criticizing them because I think that the the, um, the scheme was very, very, very good. Uh, but of course it would have been nice to see a little bit more in Mahomes' face, uh, particularly obviously on that game ceiling throw from Mahomes. But at the same time, it's like, that's Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to lose my lunch over Mahomes doing that when he's done that. You know, most quarterbacks can't do that. That's why he's Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I expect the guys to bounce back wags next week. Russell Wilson, it sounds like we'll be talking on our Thursday night podcast about Packers, Seahawks, but Russ, Russ is going to be playing against the Packers. He's going to be a scrambling quarterback as well. So we're going to see more of the same potentially next week, but I expect our pass rushers to get back. I, I, I mean, because they've done it most of the year. They've done a very good job of getting after the quarterback and I expect that to continue.
0: Yeah. For me, I think it really comes down to you're missing your top three interior. Uh, (laughs) pass rushers Uh, we we talked about kenny clark being out dean lowry was definitely not 100 percent and then uh, kingsley kiki's not playing so uh you know that makes a big difference you don't really get quite as much attention from the interior uh, of the uh uh, defensive line with those three guys out so the fact that they were able to get as much pressure as they did i think is probably a win all -hmm. things considered so um dane any other thoughts overall on this defense just a masterful performance um got to give uh, coach Barry and the defensive staff just a ton of credit uh, i know that they didn't make the best first impression in week 1 but um just they've been getting better and better every week haven't they
1: yeah they they played really good football if they play this level down the stretch look out i don't know how else to put it look out i i have a lot of trust in what this defense is capable of doing And especially with, with some of the guys that are out there continuing to find ways to get after it. And at a certain point, it's really hard for folks to be like, well, it's, it's all the talent on the field and it's not the defensive coordinator because a lot of, a lot of talents not on the field right now. They've got a, they're deep. So there's a lot of talented guys still on the field, but they're missing some of their top top line guys right now and they're still getting after it at such a high level. So I'm just I'm so impressed by them. Now the key is going to be consistency down the stretch continuing this not letting off the gas but the way this team's made up this defense plays like they have a chip on their shoulder and frankly some of these young guys are getting an opportunity right now are acting like they belong. And they're acting kind of pissed off, right? Like they and I like that. I mean that in a really good way. They've got a bit of a little bit more swagger than even these last two NFC championship uh game teams have. This defense just seems to be a little bit faster, a little bit angrier, and I love that going down the stretch. Yeah, for
0: sure. And uh, it's uh, uh it does have to remind you uh uh Goppy comes in here Super Bowl. I'm not going to throw odds out there yet, uh, but I will say the way that they've had all these guys step up on the defensive side of the ball and improving over the course of the year, if they can keep it up, you've got to feel like there's a lot of similarities to that yeah. 2010 season. Uh, that doesn't guarantee anything as far as the playoffs are concerned, obviously. But um, I think uh, this is going to benefit this defense in the long run uh, for as many of guys that have had to step in and, and uh, have a role, a real role uh, in contributing week over week. So, mm-hmm. um, Dane, I think uh, that should about do it for the defense. So before – we talk about the offense. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, we do have a new deal from DraftKings this week. If you use our promo code TPPN, uh, new customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. Uh, nice. So when a team scores, you score with DraftKings.com. Dane, uh, your wife, Andrea, has been supplying us with her DraftKings daily fantasy lineup picks. And, uh, sad to say that, uh, her Jordan Love pick didn't come through. And we'll be <laughs> talking about the performance, uh, unfortunately, from a fantasy perspective, uh, and, uh, for the Packers as well. But, um, Did uh, any takeaways from this week, or did she, the rest of her team, fare okay, or or how are we doing in the Breesley Council?
1: Uh, You gotta, you know, you gotta take the good, you gotta take the bad wag. She's had a really good season so far. This week, not quite as well. The uh, Jordan Love MVS combo pick didn't quite pan out for her the way I think we'd hoped it would have, as Packer fans, or of course, as uh, DraftKings um, participants. But, um, I, I think that good things are on the way for her. I can already tell she's eyeing up uh, AJ Dillon for next week's DraftKings. But I'll tell you what, the DraftKings uh, promo, DraftKings awesome sports app. Wags. It's By the way, it's so easy. Folks, if you're listening to this, you haven't used the DraftKings app before, do it. Please do it because it's really easy to do. All the players are laid out there. They've got news and notes of who all of these, uh, or what, what the players, um, you know, are expected to be doing. What's been going on in practice that week? So, you know, you just use that promo code TPPN. Uh, I know Andrea's put the, the dollar down. She's got $100 worth of bets and she's been winning. This week didn't go well, but I expect a future weeks to go. And thanks for, uh, as always, to DraftKings Sportsbook because just a great sponsor. Appreciate everything that they're doing. Wags, I think you're on mute. You
0: are correct. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Bet one, uh, use the promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 of free bets. If they score, you score promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So, Dane, unfortunately, the offense didn't have quite the sterling performance as the defense did, and – um. It was, uh, uh, you know, a little bit too late. We're only able to put up seven points. You're just not going to win a lot of football Mm -hmm. games uh, when uh, you're only putting seven points up on the board. Uh, So uh, I think it starts with, uh, you know, assessing the play of Jordan Love. And I'm just going to say, from the optimistic standpoint, I thought Jordan was very poised. Um, He was in some difficult situations. He kept coming back. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think... Sometimes poise in a starting quarterback can be a little bit underrated, and so that was the number one thing that I was actually taking from last night's performance. Um, Would I like to see him be more accurate? Yes. Um, it wasn't awful in terms of accuracy, uh, but um, I, I, I didn't really come away from the game feeling super negative about his performance, mm-hmm. despite the fact that we only put seven points up on the board. Um, so I don't know if I'm – crazy or if there's uh or if I should have been a little bit more discouraged about it um it wasn't the best performance but um I thought there was some some really positive things to take away from it uh, but what what did you feel uh, about Jordan Love's performance uh, and what 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 was your biggest takeaway coming out of that one
1: you know I was pretty frustrated by by some of the packer fans last night that were so down on him throughout the game um, It was a team effort, I thought, offensively. The offensive line had a lot of struggles. And that's not an excuse. It's just a reality. I think, does Aaron Rodgers have a better performance than Jordan Love? Absolutely. I think he does. That's just a reality of how good Aaron is. But... um Offensive line, especially up the middle, was, was pretty was pretty rough. And honestly, I went back and watched a little bit today. I hate to admit it. I, I normally don't like to watch losses, but I wanted to just, it was Jordan's first start. I really did want to give him the respect and watch a little bit more. And frankly, the offensive line play was worse re-watching it than I thought it was watching it live, um, particularly up the middle. He just didn't have time. Some, some of the times there. Now, I think some of that's on the offensive line play. I think some of that admittedly by coach LaFleur was by the, uh, by the, the offensive coaching staff. I think that they really made some adjustments late in the game. And when they did, Jordan settled in. So, um, I, you know, it, it, it's a mixed bag. Would I have liked to have seen Jordan Love light the world on fire? Absolutely. Of course I would. But for a young quarterback on the road, with uh, some struggling offensive line play, Devontae Adams. I'm not sure if Devontae and Jordan really even practiced together this week. Devontae coming back off the COVID list. Um, these do- it's not excuses. It's just the reality of how this game goes. Um, I think Jordan had a lot of uh, the deck stacked against him. Uh, also, the the misses uh, by the special teams completely changes the the makeup of the game. This is a game where um, we were in a scenario where if things go the way they should have gone, it's seven six. The Chiefs are up 7-6, Packers get the ball back. Instead, it's 7-0, and uh, the Chiefs get the ball on a, on a, you know, a freak play uh, on on the punt team. So, um, you know, disadvantage to Jordan Love throughout the night. He missed some throws. He looked a little uh, happy feet early in the game, but I thought Wags, that drive, that touchdown drive, he looked like he had a lot of poise. He's definitely got the arm strength. Um, he's got a little bit of far venom. I think he he likes to wing it around a little bit. And I think that uh, in time that can probably get honed in and he's going to be a better quarterback for it. Now, am I ready to annoy him the starting quarterback next year? No. Am I ready to say we need to move on from Jordan Love? No. I want to see more from Jordan, uh, but I liked some of the things he did. Some of the things were a little concerning, but for a first start, um, I'm not going to lose sleep over that too much either. And I really was impressed by that drive that he did have. I thought that he, uh, he made some really good throws, especially some good throws under duress.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, on the, you know, negative side of things, obviously we came in talking about the Chiefs defense is uh, 29th to get the pass in the league. Yeah. Uh, they have not gotten all, all that many pressures. Jordan didn't handle the blitz well. You know, the offensive line didn't handle the blitz well. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a, you're right. It's a team effort. Um, and the play calls probably didn't do them a ton of favors in some of those situations. But that being said, you know, you're the quarterback. You've got to be out there reading the defense. And so in some of those situations when they're going, you know, all out to try to, to bring extra guys on a blitz. Uh, they've got to be able to get into their checks and, and get into a different play, uh, that will allow them to at least be a little bit more successful. Um, I, I agree with you. Uh, it, it, as you get more experience, uh, mm-hmm. generally speaking, you're probably going to learn how to handle that better. But situationally, I think that was one of my biggest concerns coming into the week. Would he be, on this page, same page with Devonte Adams in limited practice opportunities didn't appear that they were, um, they made some connections, but not to the level that, that, that they needed to, um, would he handle third down? Well, unfortunately as a team and Jordan love did not handle third down. Well, uh, I believe we only converted 17% of our third downs last yeah. night. Just not going to get it done. Um, we only technically had one red zone opportunity, uh, or, I'm sorry, two red zone opportunities. I'm correct myself there. I uh, went one for two, uh, but we struggled as we had a few extra opportunities that we got down to the Chiefs 30, 25 yard line. And those were some missed opportunities that, you know, we unfortunately were not able to advance the football, uh, at that point. Um, say what you will special team still needs to get, get get those points on the board i i completely understand that we'll talk about mm. that here momentarily but um those are the situations that young quarterbacks tend to struggle and i was hoping that jordan love yes is his first start yes as he's a young quarterback but he's had a year and a half in the Packer system. So from that perspective, I was hoping to get a little bit more from him and some of those situations. than we saw, it's not a hundred percent his fault, but, um, that, that was my one, uh, I think disappointing note. And I think Jordan, I listened to his press conference. He was a little bit disappointed by that too. So he owned it and he realizes that he has to be better in some of those situations as
1: well. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And, uh, um, you know, probably nobody's more disappointed today than Jordan Love, right? And this was his yeah. chance to, to shine a little bit. So I hear you. Dane,
0: can I ask a little bit? Cause I think a lot of people were talking that felt like we weren't running the football as much yeah. as we should have last night, uh, particularly with Jordan Love, it being his first start. And then just looking at how successful we were running the ball, was there points in that game where you were feeling like just run the ball, just run the ball? Or I, I guess, um, yeah. you know, I, I I only asked because I didn't feel like we were unbalanced, or I wasn't getting necessary. I, I would have liked to run the ball more. Don't get me wrong. There was definitely points where I was feeling like, "Hey, just hand the ball off." But um, was there is there any particular points where you could really point to you in retrospect to say, "Boy, we should have just." stuck with the run a little bit more in some of these other situations?
1: Wanks, there's not like a situation of it, right? Like I'm not sitting here going like, oh, it was second down and we should have. No, there's none of that uh, from from my recollection. But overall, E.J. Dillon, yet again, was carrying the ball about five yards a carry. Uh, Aaron Jones was 4.4, I think, right around there per carry. So the Packers are having success on the ground running the ball um, If I had any criticism for, I think, the hackett Lafleur offense, and this doesn't just talk Kansas City, it's trusting A.J. Dillon just a little bit more in certain situations. I, I think that he's proven that he can run the ball at this level very, very successfully. And there's just been times, and I'm not speaking just to this Chiefs game, there's just been moments where I'm like, A.J. Dillon seems to have a hot hand today. Let's give them a couple more touches. And I think that yesterday probably feels a little bit like that as well. But I'm not going to get too down on that because I, there's not a, a scenario. Because I agree. It felt pretty balanced. It felt like they were, uh, if anything, maybe my criticism is using the play action pass a little bit more, I think would have benefited Jordan Love in this offense just a little bit more because they were running the ball so well. Maybe take advantage of that in the pass game a little bit. But I, Wags, uh, to answer your question, I don't think that there's a moment there where I was like, holy. He smokes why aren't we running the ball in this uh, certain situation
0: yeah i think they wanted to use play action more but uh the interior of our offensive line was getting shredded it doesn't give him, it doesn't give them enough time to you know go through and uh, actually get into your progressions um, so that kind of blows things up with the play action uh, unfortunately yeah. it was just a, a tough game overall and uh, path protection um, from Royce Newman and, and Lucas Patrick and it wasn't every play from those guys but that's that's where we were having the most trouble uh and uh where where we weren't picking up the, the the some of the stunts and and slides that the Chiefs were were putting on um I will say uh that the first two times we got down into Chiefs territory 25 30 yard line mm-hmm. I, I believe we passed on first down uh both of those times and that's not a bad play call in a vacuum if you complete the path. Sure. But with Jordan Love out there, this feels starting to shorten a little bit. That's where, in retrospect, I think you could say, hmm, maybe we should have handed the ball off to A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones. And even if you only get three yards, second and seven is a lot easier than second and ten or third and ten or third and eight or whatever we ended up being, I think, in those situations uh, because – you don't want to be predictable as an offense. I totally get it. I'm I, not a huge fan of just handing the ball off on first down every time. But I think in this game, the way that we were running the ball, and with Jordan Love and his first start, uh, I would have been just fine uh picking up three yards. I think three yards at worst is what we were getting on the ground, Dave. Yeah. So um, I think that would have probably helped him out a little bit more because there's nothing more predictable than what you're going to try to do in third and eight. So, uh, if you can get to third and four, even, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you could run the
1: ball there and keep the defense just a little bit more off balance. Yeah. Wegs, uh, I got to give a shout out. So folks, we're recording live here on Facebook, Twitter. And YouTube tomorrow it'll be available on you know iTunes and and where Spotify wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but just want to give a quick shout out to uh, at sd underscore pack attack on Twitter who's watching us. He says uh, if you're not watching the Bears lose, listen to these guys. Go pack, go. So thank you for that. Uh, Bears do indeed still suck, uh, but Wags special teams. Can we talk about special teams here for a minute? Because I think that that's really. uh, Unfortunately, the uh, story of this game, as much as it's Jordan Love, I think it's also the special teams and and the inability to even be average yesterday was potentially the the difference between a win and a loss. He kind of had a feeling this season special teams could be a reason that the Packers lose a game. Unfortunately, it feels like this might have been one of those situations where it happens. Let's start with the kicking game it's been a mess this year Steve wordle comes in now our new long snapper didn't have a great first night with the the rotations um uh Corey our, our our punter uh bajorquez just you know he had troubles i mean what's going on with this kicking game right now anything that that you can provide as far as insight
0: not really <laughs> i'll be honest <laughs> with you I, i'm trying to I kind of went back to when we had jJ bolson on yeah. Um, who's a backup kicker for the Packers, came on in the offseason and really went deep into the whole operation. And, you know, you could really drill it down to the fact that, okay, laces were not out. Fine. I, I get that. Um, it doesn't automatically mean Mason's going to miss the kick. But for me, it's the protection. is the biggest problem. Like, uh, yeah, I, you're, you're not going to get a perfect snap every time. I get it. But when you've got guys almost every time coming up the middle, it seems like we can't block for whatever reason in mm-hmm. the interior on field goals and extra points right now. So I, I just don't get that because you, you usually in, in those situations, special teams, when, when you're, Punting or kicking field goals, the offensive linemen, their stances are so tight, it's literally like a brick wall trying to get through there. You just do not see guys get through and get uh, pressure up the middle. It does not happen Mm. very often in the NFL. And for whatever reason, the Packers are having significant breakdown in protection on these field goal attempts and, and I just don't understand why that's happening. Is it a personnel issue? Is there something that they're not doing correct from a, a alignment? I am not, I, I guess I just don't quite understand yeah. why they keep, keep having these problems. I wish I could tell you what, what the issue is. I, I can't. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe we need to start, start getting some of our, our primary guys out there. Um, you know, if we need to move some guys around, if that's what it takes, that's what we need to do. Normally, you don't you don't necessarily have your five offensive linemen out there in protection on field goal attempts, but you could legitimately say that our our special teams between the punt, the failure to, to catch a punt on a, on what should have been a fair catch at worst, um, and then the two missed field goals were one blocked. Uh, maybe hesitancy then at the end of the half to attempt a field goal, uh, mm-hmm. which was within range for Mason would have been about a 54, 55 yarder, not guaranteed. And then the fact that Kansas City then went and got the field goal at the end of the half because we were not able to convert when they probably otherwise wouldn't have. That's 12 to 15 points that special teams cost us last night. Oh, wags. Game. Why are you breaking
1: it down this way for me? It's breaking my heart here.
0: Well, you know we we could have easily been winning at the half. we easily could have been winning the whole whole mm-hmm. second half uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean they would have won the game because who knows maybe Kansas City that last drive goes down and gets a touchdown if we're up sixteen thirteen you don't, you can't sit here and be like, "Oh, we would have won for sure, right. Right. but I don't care. I sure would have liked those points, wouldn't you because yes. uh in that ball game. That allows us maybe to run the ball more in the second half, control the time of possession a bit more. Um So it's just, yeah, it's extremely frustrating. And uh, it is a whole different talk of Jordan Love and the offense. The scrutiny, I think, comes off them a little bit today if special teams plays a clean game yesterday. Uh, because if nothing else, we would have probably had 13, 16 points on the board, which isn't great. But it looks a lot better than seven, right? So, um, it's just unfortunate. It's, uh, extremely unfortunate that, uh, that, uh, they've struggled a little bit. I'm not, I don't know. Are you concerned at all about Mason, too, or is it more just the operation and the protection team?
1: I'm getting there. I'm getting there a little nervous about Mason Crosby. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's earned the right to, to be Mason Crosby, and he was awesome to start this season. Uh, but we're, we're seeing some, some cracks right now, and I'm not sure if it's entirely just on the unit, but I will tell you that if, if I were Mason Crosby, uh, I'm clearly not Mason Crosby, but if I were at a certain point, I'd have a little bit of question mark in the back of my head every time I'm out there swinging the leg on the field goal. You know, Is there going to be protection breakdown yet again? Uh, is the hold going to be there? Is the snap rotation going to be correct? I mean, at a certain point, you're kind of going like, is this going to be right? And you're not thinking about just kicking the field goal. You're starting to think about other stuff. I think that's a bit of human nature there. So um, am I worried about Mason Crosby? Fundamentally, no. I think he's a great kicker, um, but um, I'm just nervous about the entire situation at this point. And I can't blame him if he's thinking about other things, because uh, it's it seems to be almost a weekly occurrence that it's either something bad happens or it almost happens. And uh, it's got to be tiring mentally for a kicker who who's got a lot on their mind already.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about Amari Rogers. Yeah. I will give him credit. After they stuck with him, he had a nice 15-yard return in his last uh, punt return. That probably his best punt return so far this year. Um, he hasn't been great at going out and fielding punts. He's muffed a couple now. So this was not the first time that's happened. Um, I, 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 I'm concerned that we're putting him in a situation that he is not comfortable with right now. Uh, it seems like the, the lights are a little bit bright, uh, for Amari Rogers. I, I, I wish I wasn't saying that, but yeah. it just seems to be the case. This isn't a one game aberration. He clearly has the physical tools to be a nice returner, but you've got to be able to handle the fundamentals. So great, good for Coach Drayton. He stood up for Amari, said, we got to stick with this guy. I'm not going to give up on him, but. I, you got to think that he's on thin ice at this point because you can't continue to have um, issues with ball security or not going up and and cleaning up and, and catching the football on the punt because the guys that are out there blocking, they're relying on that return man to go field the football.
1: Were you surprised at all that Matt LaFleur in today's press conference admitted that he went to Coach Drayton and said, Let's make a change here. Uh, you know, it, it basically, the backstory for those that aren't aware, Lafleur said that. Drayton said, no, I'm sticking with Amari. Uh, it sounds like ultimately, you know, LeFleur could have overridden the special teams coordinator and and, you know, Randall Cobb or somebody else would have been back there returning that punt. But... Are you surprised that Matt LaFleur was as candid as he was with the media today, knowing full well that Amari Rogers' phone was probably blowing up five seconds later with the Google Alerts letting him know that the head coach uh, said that about him? I don't think Amari Rogers would be too surprised. He probably thought he was going to get yanked
0: out in that situation. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you? I mean, we've all yes. been there uh, where yes. you screwed something up in an athletic competition. And it's like you're more – you you feel – it's awful because you feel like you let your team down. That's the worst part about yes. it. Um, so I'm not surprised that coach LeFleur and that's who he's head coach. It's like, come on, we gotta, we, we can't be letting this happen. Ultimately, it's his responsibility that the team isn't making those mistakes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm not going to take too much of a read into this. I, I do appreciate that coach LeFleur at the same time. Is allowing his coordinators to make decisions and to coach their unit. It's similar to in week two, uh, at halftime against the Lions. Supposedly he told Coach Barry either pressure or play coverage. You can't do both. Uh, and he allowed Coach Barry to go out there and coach his unit then in, in the second mm-hmm. half and ever. And so he's, it's not like he's meddling, but. He's, he's going to try to push buttons. So I, I like that about Coach LaFleur. Um, he, he has a reputation, I think, especially with how he handles the media typically uh, of just being very even keeled, a cool demeanor, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to get after people and hold them accountable. So I think you get the best of both worlds from Coach LaFleur. And, um, I think he wants to make it known that this is not acceptable and he's not just passively standing back and allowing um you know these mistakes to happen time and time again
1: what else are we missing on special teams um the malik taylor malik's kind of in the bad place at the wrong time i thought for that ball to go off his leg i'm not sure I don't if i blame him, him for that at all I do you blame either. him at all for no, that i mean it's unfortunate
0: but um if the punt return man's not going to you know, field the football, he's gotta be clearing his guys out of there. He didn't yeah. do either of them. Right. So um to me that's that's not on on Malik Taylor at all. I mean I I mean yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I'm sure he felt badly about it still, yeah, even right. though it wasn't his fault. But um mm-hmm. no the return man, Amari Rogers, has got to be um command central back there. Job one, field the football. Job two if you can't get to it is alert everyone uh, to get out of the um uh, out of the way, so that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dane, do you have any other overall thoughts on the special teams? Like, where do we go from here? Because it, we came into the year just hoping could we get like the 20th ranked special teams unit, just one of these years. Like, we're not asking the world here, are we, Dane? I mean, no. um, it's just it's it's so frustrating that these mistakes seem to just happen to the Packers so often. Um, and, uh, it legitimately seems like you could point to you cost him a chance to win this football game.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, I, and uh, candidly wags, I was kind of secretly thinking maybe we were building something there. Uh, TJ Slayton had the block field goal a few weeks ago, Ty Summers jumped on a fumble what was it last week? And it's like, OK, we're getting some net positives out of this special team, some like real splash plays. And then it all came tumbling down like Jenga uh, this week. And, and we didn't even mention that they only had 10 guys on the field. For one of the, one of the punts. I mean, and that's like to me, Wags, that is maybe as frustrating as anything. And it sounds silly, but it, it shows just a complete lack of organization on that side of the ball when you only have 10 guys out there. So I don't know if I have answers at this point. Um, maybe it was just a snowball effect and everybody just had a really bad day, but they've got to be better because uh, if they don't improve and even just get to net neutral, we're going to have more and more problems that can impact games. And maybe it's not a week eight or nine game against the chiefs with a backup quarterback. It's a playoff game. And that's just absolutely unacceptable with the amount of talent that's on this football team. All
0: right. Well, so Dan, I think before we wrap things up, we do have to, even on a loss, recognize mm-hmm. our big cheese players of the week. Um, so I'm going to let you lead things off um, uh, on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Who are your nominees or who are you looking out for the big cheese players of the week this week?
1: Yeah, it's AJ Dillon for me. Uh, AJ just yet again, played really strong football. He runs with such great balance. He's aggressive. He's physical. Um, What more can you say? I mean, anybody, if you're listening to this podcast, you've watched A.J. Dillon play. You probably watched him play every snap last night, and he just did it again. Um, He's a starter in this league. We're fortunate to have the one-two punch we have with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. If anything, wish he would have gotten a couple more carries. Agreed. Eight carries for 46 yards, 5.8 yards a carry.
0: Also contributed four receptions on four targets for 41 more yards. So Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he should have gotten more touches. Uh, so he's, uh, I've got full agreement. Definitely the big cheese player of the week for the offensive side, uh, for me as well. So defensively, uh,
1: I want to hear you go, Eggs. Who, who you got on the defensive side for me? Well, I,
0: I, I think you've got a couple of guys. Uh, for me, it was Darnell Savage or Chris Barnes, but I'm going to give the nod to Chris Barnes personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, racked up nine tackles last night, uh, made a couple of big sticks. Uh, Was aggressive, flowing to the football. uh, Kept uh, uh, Williams out of the end zone uh, on, uh, I think, two different opportunities. Um, uh, Had a, a big tackle for a loss when they were trying to convert on the fourth down. Uh so uh it was Chris Barnes for me, just had his finest game of the season and 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 aside from that was just making impact plays. So I, I thought he had a, a really, really strong performance. It was hard not to recognize someone in the secondary because I thought there was a few different guys, uh Shannon Sullivan also uh deserving, I think, of a, a nomination. So I don't know if we'll be uh unanimous in this one. Uh, Dane, but um, uh, Chris Barnes for me is the big cheese uh, player of the week for the defensive side.
1: I'll get on that train with Chris Barnes. He was just physical. He looked so fast out there. He looked dominating at inside linebacker, just a presence that you love to see the interior of this defense. I mean, holy smokes, If, if Barnes can continue to play anywhere near that level with Devondre Campbell next to him Packers all of a sudden go from historically a a weak point of their defense, that inside linebacker spot, to two guys that are just balling. So Chris Barnes, I agree. I think he is the big cheese defender. Uh, I think honorable mention, you're right, Shannon Sullivan 100% deserves that. He was sticky yesterday. I also want to throw an honorable mention to TJ Slayton, playing so many snaps, held up, didn't look gassed, even late in the game, held up against the run incredibly well. I thought he applied some pretty good um, um, pressure up front. Just internally, he was grabbing onto offensive line and doing a really good job in his first extended look for this defense. So I think both of those guys truly deserve honorable mention. They played really good games yesterday.
0: Yeah, completely agree. So um, unfortunately, I think this is a week that special teams uh, just doesn't get a big cheese in this Uh one. Uh, not to take anything away from the coverage units. We didn't have any breakdowns there, but um, we just have to have better overall performance from from special teams in order to pass out that recognition. So, Mm -hmm. Dane, I think that does it. Any other closing or overall thoughts before we sign off here tonight? No,
1: I'm looking forward. We move ahead to Seattle. Uh, we'll, We'll be doing our podcast on Thursday, our preview podcast for that. We might not know if Aaron – I don't think we'll know if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback starting that week even by then, but, you know – We'll, we'll take it one day at a time. And if it's Jordan Love time again, I expect a better performance from Jordan. I expect a better performance from the offense overall. A little home cooking back at Lambeau Field. There's nothing like it. Um, this week, it's disappointing, but there was a lot of good to take away from it. The Packers are still 7-2, 7-2, in control of their own destiny, in control of the division. Um, you know, let's just play some more football and wipe this bad taste out of our mouth. For sure. All right. Well, folks, thanks so much for joining us tonight. As always, be
0: legendary and go pack go. Go pack go, we go hard, we've been that team ever since Barts Star Facts. much my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack, no. I ain't the best sport and i leave a wish you good luck. Only thing I will say